All right, welcome in to Better's Last Stand. Matt and Chris here on a hot, hot Wednesday afternoon here in Wheeling. Uh, the guys are out of town on assignment. The the Delbrook guys in soup down in Elkins making some business ventures happen, possibly. So we'll keep you posted on that. Welcome into the show. Hope everybody's been enjoying our stuff on the radio the last uh, few days, weeks, whatever. Uh, remember Monday, 2 to 3. And Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 3 on WKKX, The Watchdog. You can go on thewatchdognetwork.com and listen to the stream anytime. Uh, Chris, welcome back. You Thank were out you, last man. week. I was out last week. Uh, work got uh, the best on me. So. Work got the best of me today, as I'm just getting right. here now. So, you know, I mean, that's uh, <clears throat> that's our number one priority. But uh, you mentioned the heat. I swear we're, we got baseball on right now, and I feel like we should be – Sitting out in the stands and like it's late July or something. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't feel like April. Uh, it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> no, and it's, it's too hot. Yep, too hot, too soon. I know Jubble concur with that. And we did the podcast last night, and we were bitching about that. So, welcome into Better's Last Stand. As we said, uh, BLS picks last week. We were up about ten point three units. Coach and uh, Sam carrying the weight because it wasn't up to me and you, Chris. No, it no. wouldn't have been a good week. Uh, <laughs> you were down a few units. I was down three point one units. Uh, Coach had uh, a really good turnout in golf. He was up nine point six units, and he actually didn't even have the winner. So a lot of top tens, a lot of a lot of uh, top twenties uh, that came through. He's three and zero in matchups. So. Uh, well done there. Yeah. And then Sam up in, again, four and a half units. Uh, he struggled a little in NASCAR, a little bad luck, actually, similar to what I had. Uh, but uh, he gets the job done with Joseph Newgarden in the Indy car at Texas. So he wins it at plus 650. <laughs> he gets got him, that. Gets it in the positive. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk to Sam in the third segment of the show. We're going to talk college basketball and MLB here in the first segment. Then we're going to talk some NHL, XFL, and golf in our middle segment, obviously focusing on the Masters, which we will put. The picks up, this show will be out on Friday, so I will put the picks up uh, this evening or early tomorrow morning for who everybody likes. I have uh, Coach's picks as well as he gave us some uh, yesterday. And then uh, the final session, as I said, or final segment, I guess I should say, going to get Sam's thoughts on the uh, NBA. He's an NBA guy. And uh, NASCAR at Bristol will also talk a little bit about the Formula One and Indy cars from from last week. They are both off this week, so we won't have any uh, open-wheel racing for a couple more weeks. Uh, Actually, yeah, at least probably two more weeks. But anyway, uh, talk plenty of racing as the uh, season goes on. We have... uh, Plenty of other stuff to uh, tide us over. Chris, uh, we put a bow on the college basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm actually well, just, you know, I kind of got sick. I, early on, I liked that tournament. I thought it was pretty good. And then as the time went on, I was kind of just getting annoyed with the officials in the way. Oh. And just all the reviews. And uh, I don't know. The, the, the Final Four, to me, was pretty shitty for the men. And not just because Miami lost. They, they were just outclassed. But nobody was beating UConn and. uh I don't know. What well, were your thoughts? Well, I I, I enjoyed it, and, and and I think a lot of it was was the, the due to the fact that uh, a lot of the blue bloods were eliminated. We didn't have to see the Kansas and the that Duke helped. and the Carolinas, which I, I did like that, and I enjoyed seeing like the I guess you would want to call mid majors right. making runs at the title. Uh, but getting back to your, your your point, what you mentioned about the officiating, and I'm not bashing, but I, I remember, and I think it was the game before, it was last week uh, when Miami, who did they beat on that big comeback? That was Texas? Texas. Well, Sunday. the game before that. Remember how long that, that last minute took? It was Creighton and, Creighton and, uh, Creighton and uh, San Diego State. It was awful. It yeah. was it was freaking unwatchable. Yeah, it was. Uh, but anyway, that <clears throat> I didn't, when I first turned the championship game on, it was already a 12-point game. Uh, and like you said, uh, the ribbon is on the on the box, uh, and you and I both won some money. 
Yeah, yeah, not, so not I, bad. I, I no, got an no. envelope of money, and you, you got know, half a random of what draw. I, but yeah, I mean, I I did actually decent in betting, but yeah. I mean, I but, I needed Miami or uh, FAU to win, and of course, neither one of them could. FAU just a disgusting loss in the final. Yeah, four. that uh, was that that that. I would have had was a, a really one. really good uh, tournament, but uh, kind of yeah, went then, south on me. That's no surprise. And just they were just too deep, too big for that team, and I mean, and, and uh, San Diego. Uh, State. I mean, they didn't. They they they, they, they went what uh, nine minutes. fourteen straight. Yeah, fourteen straight nine and minutes then, without a field goal. That that, that yeah. you're not going to win. No, and then it's this the thing that sucks about it is that you you get to that point, you get all these upsets and teams are winning, which is neat to see. And then when it comes down to it, though, you probably wish there was a little bit better team offensive yeah. team playing yeah, against it, UConn. But anyway, uh, I, I know one thing. I hope they don't ever expand that tournament because I, I'm happy it's over and uh, yes. it, it's fun for a little while, but it it wears wears me out with the. With the officiating, it just it makes me sick. And uh, the women's game, uh, I thought, was a terribly officiated final. Uh, just to, they didn't they they didn't belong on that game. Those 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 women right. referees. I mean, again, it's not picking on women, but it's come on, put the best referees if there's even a such thing. But uh, I'm yeah, I don't know. That, those are my thoughts on it. I, I'm just glad it's over with. Uh, I think you and I are kind of liking that. We we we. <laughs> Uh, whatever the sport, maybe with the exception of uh, of hockey and like some auto racing, and whatnot, uh, we get to like a breaking point where like enough's yeah. enough, well, and, and it's worse. It's I mean, a, it's, with the NFL, we, with we, officials involved, well, that's yes. the problem, and that's why mm-hmm. I, that's why there's other sports out there that I urge people to try to to get in, to fall in love with because it's a, a lot more rewarding, a lot more enjoyable to watch. Just so much better than American sports. Oh, it, it really it is. is. And and how many as a group? Yeah, we sit around whether if we're at somebody's house or you just watch it at your home or at a bar. The first thing we do, we see like a hard file. We just all joke around. Oh, let's go to the yeah, monitor. monitor, and they do. I mean, any. I mean, it's a physical game, but yeah, it, but it does take away from uh, from your viewing pleasure watching that. Yeah. It, it is just it's just awful, and and and, and you see, basically, the, when you know when when basketball was allowed to be a little bit physical. And yeah. and even if it's inadvertent, even if the referee probably sees it, I don't know if they're mandated that they have to go to the monitor, but, it, boy, it, well, just, it just bogs they down put, the play. They and, try to put it in there with player safety and concussions oh, and all that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, unless somebody looks stunned and staggered, uh, they're fine. It, it, all of us played basketball. All of us got elbowed in the mouth yes, and the head. Right. And all of us elbowed people in the mouth and the head. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the game, especially if you're down on the block. It's just the way it went. Yes. And uh, no one ever thought twice about that. I mean, and they, they act like it's malicious wounding every play. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's an, enough's enough. It's just embarrassing. Quit trying to pretend that you're trying to look out for people's health because that's totally not what's going well, on. Well, that's just like them when they, when they still refer to these these players, whatever sport, is student-athletes. Yeah. Because well, they really care about their education. They're, they're millionaires, most right. of them. Right. Student-athletes, yeah, and defenseless receivers. Uh, two terms I'm tired of and hearing And that, that's why, I mean, I don't know in this situation with uh, Caitlin Clark, but I, but I think she has two more years if she wants to come back. Yeah, she's she could probably make more money on an NIL deal. So far she has uh, probably more than what she'd make in WNBA. Yeah. So. And uh, probably play a more competitive and uh, – 
a more entertaining game, yes, to be honest sure, with you. The WNBA sure. gets forgotten about. It's, mm-hmm. It goes in the summertime a lot of time, up, up before football, like right in towards but the they, end. But they weren't paid by yeah, like the NBA well, it's, guys. So. It's, silly. it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it is. All you got to do is look at the crowd, and you'll realize why that can't happen. Yes. But, uh, again, though, that means you're sexist, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. even though that's completely ridiculous. If, if the women can go out there and play against Joel Embiid, go ahead. Yeah. Try it. Mm-hmm. See, how, see how it fares for you, huh? Anyway, enough about that yeah. stuff. Uh, basketball in the books. Uh, just happy it's over, as I said. Uh, For sure. We'll be on to next year, and we'll have, uh, we have we got to deal with free agency first because mm-hmm. that's the portal is not free agency. So I'll have to learn an entire new Miami <laughs> team like usually. Maybe a couple of guys will stick around, but uh, – yeah, sign of the times. It's not good. On it's not good for anybody, and uh, all all these kids are getting rich off of it. So, I guess that's good for them. But uh, for us, uh, terrible product. Uh, yeah, just deteriorating sure. more. All right, let's switch gears to baseball. As you mentioned, it's uh, April. We got baseball second, uh, third series of the year for these teams. It's hot outside at a lot of these places. Although the Reds and Cubs got rained out today. So that that's uh, interesting. A first rain. Has there been any? Uh, I mean, besides, has there, has there been uh, any any games with uh, snow and very cold weather? I haven't seen uh, a couple of those games at first, but no, but some wind, but no snow, no, no snow. Uh, Mets and Brewers are watching now. Six yeah. six in the top of the ninth. Devin Williams in, and the Orioles and. Rangers five two Rangers in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, anyway, what were your yeah. thoughts, Chris, on uh, on opening weekend? Any anything from the rules standpoint stand out to you? Uh, no, I mean I, I saw uh, yeah there were there were a couple incidents with with the uh, I want to say the shot clock with the the pitch uh, clock. I saw your boy uh, Manny Machado got it yeah, ejected. Yeah, he's a uh, dick. yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but. I mean, he was in there fooling around with his bat. Yeah, well, that's and, the, you know the rule, asshole. Right, like, quit, right. Quit breaking the law. It just, just, well, you know, it's like, and I think that happened real early in the game, didn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, so the guy's getting paid, what, 30-something million. Yeah. He, he wants to bitch and gets thrown out of the game. Yeah, and they end up losing, so. Yeah, and, um, I don't know, Pirates and Indians off to a pretty good start. I mean, uh, Yeah, Buckers in the win column again. They might, if they played every game in Boston, they, they'd probably win every game. They, the uh, what was it, terrible. Four, four, uh, they're four and two? Yeah. yeah. They swept them. Didn't they, they swept the Red Red Sox are so bad. They're just terrible. Boy, did, they did, couldn't even hit did, the last Did you see any of their game today? Boy, they yeah. threw the ball around yeah, on they're, defense. They're My they're, God, they're, they're, they're a poorly built baseball team. I, Fenway Sports Group better, better. I don't know if Boy. they're trying to self sabotage or what, but their soccer team stinks. Their hockey team stinks, and now their baseball. Team who's their Who's their soccer? Liverpool. Oh, okay. Which I'm happy about. But uh, I hope they. But suck yeah, forever. but you'd think like a conglomerate like that would would have some. Well, I mean, I, I get they're, they're they're patient with their people, so I'll give them that. And it's hard. Soccer fans are so bitter. Like, Liverpool was yeah. just on top of the league and, and winning titles and winning Europe a couple of years ago. Like, they're, they're – and their fans manager's so really good, and they still got a pretty good roster. But sometimes it – Sometimes the message wears itself out, and it's it's too it, it's enough that the guys don't hear it. The Penguins probably need yeah, to change I, coaches. I, yeah, sadly, it, not that their roster is any good. Their their GM stinks. We'll talk about hockey yeah. more in the next segment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these these teams out, and I just the Red Sox are going to be they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Maybe when it heats up, they'll hit a little bit. But their bullpen and pitching staff is really yeah, they, really they, bad. They, and when they're, they're getting, getting outpitched by Mitch Keller. Um, they got problems, so uh, going to be a long year for. The well, Red you know, Sox. and after last night's game, I think they they were saying because I think the the first game Monday night, I think uh, Red Sox had five runs in the first. Yeah, and then uh, 
And, and then like the, they they hardly they, they didn't score many runs at all after that. And they had nine runs in each of the first three games. Yeah, put a ton of guys on base, can get a key hit. They, last night's game should have went over. Today's game, there was ba- I wonder how many. I didn't see how many stranded runners there were, but there was a lot for both teams. So yeah. Buckos and that good pitching. Yes, they have. Uh, well, at least they're bullpen. Couple things, uh, observations yeah. from the first weekend. Uh, Forty pitch clock violations during the opening weekend. Uh, Forty nine games. Ooh. Yeah, uh, batting averages were up uh, about. Point one five, so about fifteen points. Uh, stolen bases were up from twenty nine last year, up to seventy. I in the love opening it. Weekend. I Home love runs it. were exactly the same, so they shouldn't need to change anything mm-hmm. with that. Uh, ERAs and WHIPs were both up. Strikeouts were also up. Uh, that's no surprise there with the strikeouts. Uh, ERAs and WHIPs. Yeah, these guys are putting bats on balls now. Uh, it's it's. I don't know. So far, I think I'm gonna lean a little bit. Towards the, especially for the guys that made their first starts, I'm leaning a little bit to the batter's advantage with the clocks so far. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. But I think once these pitchers get used to it a little bit better, um, then they'll be good. Most of them. Nah, they, uh, I mentioned on the radio, I've heard, I heard some people saying about Chris Bassett for uh, Toronto. Uh, look out for him. They say he's a he's a mess with his pitch clock. So uh, he could oh, be, he, he could be a total fade oh, every geez. game. Uh, a couple other observations: the Orioles are hitting left-handed pitching really well. Problem is they had to face Jacob Degrom today, so he's not left-handed. But uh, keep an eye on that Orioles versus lefties. Take a look at that when you're betting. Uh, look through the cards, see if they got a lefty starter who's not a top end guy. And uh, I would consider playing the Orioles and maybe the over. Uh, Red Sox game's over. I, I, that was a huge thing I was going to preach in here. <laughs> and in today. the last two days, the Pirates <laughs> shut them down. The worst pitching staff in the NL Central, and, and, and they shut them down. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that. I still think Red Sox eventually in Fenway Park with that short left field, people are going to be banging banging them off the wall. It's going to be more the visitors doing the damage there than the uh, – than the actual home team. That I left fielder is going to be uh, have a sore neck looking around yeah, behind yeah, him. Yeah. Balls bouncing off that uh, green monster. It's going to be tough. Yeah, they need uh, they need a lot of help. Jim Rice, Collier, Stramski, somebody. <laughs> they need to use. Well, uh, they need to use a lift. Well, I'm just glad. I mean, it, I know it's, it, we're only six games in, but but Mark has to feel a little bit better about the bet he made about the. A, yeah, a, no, a I mean, but again, they, uh, you can't you can't get too high. You play no, two no. teams who are picked they, to be about the bottom feeders in their division, but games are games. You got to beat the bad teams if you're going to get over your win total. So, well, but they have had contributions from guys that 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 they've signed or whatever. I mean, Cutch has been all right. Santana had two hits today, and and yeah. stuff you never got from uh, those clowns like Josh Van Meter. I yeah, mean, he no. couldn't hit me. Yeah, yeah they, they, so they, they, they they just give him a while before that. Pitching starts to get yeah. beat up. Who knows? I don't know. White Sox are next, and then the Astros, and then the Cardinals. So they got a tough stretch coming up. We'll see how they do. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, good start for coaching is 67 and a half, 68 and a half yeah. for the Pirates over that uh, everybody uh, talked him in, into betting. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on it. Pirates, uh, as Chris said, off to a good start. And uh, the Rays is still the only undefeated team. They won again today against a guy that's probably going to be fade material constantly, and that's uh, Patrick Corbin. He's absolutely horrible. Uh, Just fade him until uh, to be announced. Uh, play against him minus the run and a half. He he's he he gives up runs. What constantly. happened to this guy? Wow, he got paid and he just sucks now. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But it's easier being the number four starter than it is to be the number one. And mm-hmm. um, you know when you had Strasburg and uh, Scherzer and guys like that on your staff, and then you go to the, being the number one in a really bad yeah. Nationals team. So uh, lots to keep an eye on with that as baseball develops. There'll be a lot of things going on. The Rays, as I said, undefeated. But they've played garbage. They've played the Tigers and the Nationals. So, uh, you know, and if everybody thinks the Rays are so good, 
hold your horses. I still think they're going to uh, struggle too because their offense is not very good. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, any other observations, Chris, from the uh, opening part of baseball season? No, actually, Anything yeah, you're keeping I, an eye on? The games have been better. They've yes, been more enjoyable. There's a home run right there. Uh, somebody for the Brewers just walked, walked them off. off. Walk off home. Walk Seven, off six. the Mets. Bernie Brewer. They swept the Mets. Garrett Mitchell, solo homer. Third one already. Adam Ottavino. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Matt, you know. And, and, See, trumpet guy being hurt. There you go. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Poor guy. Uh, and I think for me, probably because of the Penguins' demise, like like last night, they were on with, at the same time as the Pirates, and I, I hardly watched any of the Penguins yeah, at all. Yeah. Penguins and are I, not and unwatchable I'm, right now. They really are. Especially against the Devils. It looks like the Penguin guys are skating in syrup or something. Yeah. They, they, they look disinterested. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm rejuvenated about baseball. I like the, the the changes. I love the stat you presented about the uh, the stolen bases. Yeah, I always like that. I thought that's you know an effective uh, tool to use. It, it just kind of went by the wayside. I mean, it, you know, when baseball started, uh, you know, just concentrating or focusing on nothing but home runs, and you know, because it. That's the cool thing to do. That's the sexy thing. Yeah. But, you know, hitting and running, bunting well, you and stealing bases. You might get dirty, too. You know, oh, yeah. Nobody wants to get yeah, dirty. That, that's true as well. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about baseball. And, and uh, so I'm keep an eye out uh, for the Pirates. Uh, who they open up with the White Sox Friday, right? Yeah, home opener Friday at PNC Park. Probably yep. be a nice day. Uh, yeah. So I think it's supposed to be, yeah. You got uh, the Orioles just lost 5-2. to two, And... Uh, it, I, it's it's a little too early to get panicked about any of these teams, so mm-hmm. take your time. But the Mets are showing some some issues already. Uh, they're pitching the back end of their bullpen could be a problem, but they're not really hitting either. Mm-hmm. So uh, early, too early, too early to get panicked for anybody. Too early to get too excited about anybody. And it looks like uh, you know if he has another mediocre year, they're going to probably be saying that they uh, the Mets that is uh, overpaid for Lindor. Uh yeah, he's good enough defensively that maybe you can. But, but the, still to justify that. But the that. Mets really overpaying for anybody isn't even an issue because they're they their right. owner doesn't right. care. Right. Like they're right now they're they're favored to get Otani at the uh, trade deadline. So they're 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 already working at the, the trade deadline. The phone. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're they're uh, they're uh, heavy in that debate. Uh, back to the stolen bases that you mentioned. Um, great value on these stolen bases. Start looking through some of the guys in uh, the top, the leaders in stolen bases, even guys that are attempting them, uh, guys who are getting on base, guys who are having a chance to run, whether it's uh, via walk or hit. Uh, but these, you can get great value on these guys. You can parlay them together. Uh, guys, stolen bases, you're getting three, four dollars of, of good leadoff hitters with speed. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's, there's some value to be found there if you can put together, string together a couple of those, or you can just bet them straight if you if you choose to. Now, uh, do they have Do they have like an over under total on this on the the, the league leader in stolen bases? Not, uh, not the did, actual they, individual. Yeah, but they, if they, they, they did pre pre season. Uh, I honestly had seventy sixty nine. Or seven, really? Yeah, and that's think, way up. Well, they they expected it to right. be way up because of the uh, the changes in the rules. I think last year's leader was fifties, uh, maybe, maybe the, for, or, uh, high forties, possibly. I mean, I remember Ricky Henderson stealing like one hundred and thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, if we can only get that lucky, yes. Uh, but maybe someday, you never know. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break here on Better's Last Stand. We're gonna come back, uh, jump into the NHL. And XFL, and then what everybody's waiting for, the Masters. We'll be right back on Better's Last Stand. Reminder. 
Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activity should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back into Better's Last Stand. This is segment number two. Matt and Chris here with you. Coach Jarrett Jubb, Cooley, everybody else is busy. Soup, they're all working hard. Uh, we just got done working hard, and now we're uh, trying to find you some winners here. We're yeah. going to talk uh, about the NHL, just touching a little bit as we wrapped up, uh, well, the first weekend of baseball, and we're into the second week of baseball, and we wrapped up college basketball. Finally, uh, NHL playoffs about to start. We'll have a uh, comprehensive series breakdowns and so forth as we get uh the matchups uh as we we start to see who's going to play who uh chris i guess we start with the penguins right now the penguins minus 115 to make the playoffs minus 115 to miss the playoffs so basically a coin toss right now a terrible performance last night against new jersey their own four against them on the year uh it's no surprise uh jersey just too fast penguins just won't adjust and uh no, I actually just hope they just don't make it. It's going to be easier that way. It's just not having a waste. No, they they time. just they just don't have the, the talent. Uh, I mean, the, the, no, the their back end bottom six sucks. Well, right, and the, the, sucks. just a, goalie a, sucks. A poorly constructed roster. Yeah. I mean, and, and it does kind of handcuff Mike Sullivan. But yeah, I mean, he, he's 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 not done his best job uh, this year. But yeah, I would rather them. I'd rather them not make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it is because. They, if they get in there as the eight seed, they're going to play Boston, and yeah. Boston will have zero trouble with them. No, I don't mean. And, and but I, I just don't understand. You mentioned off air uh, about how just that that was such a lackluster performance last night, and yeah. like and and like I told you, I was watching the the Pirates, but I turned on the Penguin game. They're already down three nothing. They just started a power play. The Penguins and. It, it, it they just Power pass around the perimeter, just yeah. and they always want to make the cute little pass. And they don't uh, have good enough players to do that. No, you, I, I you mean you can make those passes if you got elite talent, but uh, those days of Phil Kessel, you know, making great passes. The power play really hasn't been good since Mario played. No, it, 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 I mean actually, Yager was good I on mean, the power play, but but yeah. So uh, so then I, I turned I, I I watched that one power play and then I, I turned it off. It was and then just reading the articles about that, just it, almost like it was a game that didn't mean anything to him. Yeah, it's, that's I how know. they played. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're trying to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, just, I don't know. Glenn Quagmire got pissed at the media after a little bit, uh, a little testy. Oh yeah, because Crosby, yeah. aka Glenn Quagmire, because yeah. he had the mumps. There <laughs> right. So, right, you look that up. You can find yeah. that on Google. That and you'll see the the similarities there. But, but I bet he's frustrated too. So I don't blame him. Um, well, and you know, they too. Another thing, and if they don't make the playoffs, they're talking about. Well, you'll have. Uh, uh, Sid's going to have over ninety points. Malkin already has eighty, yeah. and, and to, to waste those years, score. yeah, mm-hmm. and to waste three years like that. And I mean, you know, yeah. they probably, probably each probably have about what two, two years left of very productive hockey. I mean, they can, yeah, but but no, they they're they're kind of a dumpster fire right now, and their their goaltending situation's bad. Uh, and again, did, like last night, did, did they not? Is the message lost from the coach? I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't even know if they know the message. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't even explain that that team. It's just 
They're just uh, they're a team that just doesn't have it in any sense of the word. And, no, and, and some of the less they're not going to change when the playoffs come. You can talk yourself into it, but it's not going to work. It's just it'll well, never work. Like it, Champ says, it won't work. And how many games have you seen this year when when a Penguin guy is is uh, been a recipient of a pretty uh, questionable hit, and yeah. our guys don't do? And, I saw uh, it was a Doomlin last night, or someone got smashed into the boards, and you know whoever did it. Uh, there was no repercussions. We we no. just kind of skate away from it, and it's only if they do make the playoffs. Uh, we saw what happened last year during the Ranger series. They were just yeah. taking liberties. Nobody stood up to that Truba guy. No, and it, well, they won't be blowing a three-one series lead this year. I don't think. No, <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, they played Carolina no. tough, but they can't beat them either. So who knows? Uh, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Penguins right now one point behind Florida and New York for the final playoff spot in the East. Well, they Conference. have four left. Yeah, they play Minnesota at home Thursday, which is tomorrow. Uh, it'd be yesterday if you're listening to the show on Friday. Then at Detroit, uh, home against the Blackhawks, and at CBJ. Honestly, a pretty favorable schedule. But uh, I don't know if this team has enough toughness to get it done. Get it done. Uh, and I guarantee you that the Panthers and the Islanders are going to give better efforts than the Penguins. So uh, if the Penguins yeah. aren't done any favors by the teams they're playing, I think they're going to be. Uh, up against it because I don't think they'll beat Minnesota. Uh, no, and, and no. then they've they, they've shown that Detroit Detroit's going to be a team that's going to own them here in the near future. Uh, a young team is yeah. getting better. Chicago, With a lot never of know. Speed. And uh, CBJ in a rivalry game. If if the, if the uh, Jackets can keep the Penguins out of the playoffs, oh, that'll make their season absolutely. Uh, that's, absolutely. And then they're a, they're a team that's mailed it in weeks ago. They said they've been when they were out in Vegas a few weeks ago. They got just absolutely slaughtered the night before their games. I guess word was out. I guess and then they got hammered. Well, oh, you mean just out there? By yeah, party, I mean, they got nothing to play yeah. for. So anyway. Uh, enough about the Penguins. We'll see what happens there. Calgary in a huge game tonight. That's Wednesday night against Winnipeg. And basically, a uh, if Calgary loses tonight, I think they're finished. They're two points out, yeah, right? Two behind points the Jets. behind the Jets, and they play each other tonight. So mm. a huge game there. I'm going to look forward to watching that. Yeah, that'll be uh, good. That'll, that's a 7:30 face-off. So uh, get on your ESPN Plus and check that out. Should be a good game. Although you'll already. The game will all be over by right. the time you hear this. But anyway, hopefully it was a good game. Uh, the Flames trying to hang on, cling to life. They had a bad loss the other night. Are and, they playing uh, that game at home, Matt? Mm, I think it's in Winnipeg because okay. I think it's a 7.30 face Yeah, Yeah, you're right. If it's would a, be if it's more likely right. to yep. be in Winnipeg than, uh, than in Calgary. Calgary. Uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, at the Jets. Yeah, at at the Jets. So um, big game there, Colorado right now seventeen and four. Yes, goal in the first ten or last twenty one. So you got a few more days to take advantage of these. The uh, Oilers twenty one and six last twenty seven goal in the first ten. Twelve and three to the over in the first period in the last fifteen. Even the Blues getting in on the action. Seventeen and two in the last nineteen. Yes, goal in the first ten. And I believe last night. The goals in the first 10 were like 10-1 and one or something like Jesus. that. So a uh, great thing to take advantage of mm-hmm. if you want to study up and get the uh, – uh, there's a guy called uh, Chris Auto on Twitter, at PSU Auto, I think his handle is. Mm-hmm. He put tracks all these stats on there. He's a really good reference if you're looking to bet period stuff. Uh, second and third period as well, not just first in first 10 minutes. So check him out. He does a good job with that. Montreal Canadiens, 15-2, first period overs in the last 17. So you got a lot of teams – uh, that you can take advantage of uh, as you f- close out the season. Here we got a, just over a week to go, um, Chris. If you're looking at teams in the uh, Eastern Conference who are probably going to play each other, 
who do you think has an advantage should the uh, standings hold to where the Rangers and the Devils are playing in the first round? What do you make of that series? Yeah, you know, I, I was like? I was just looking at the, the, those the projected matchups because they, they actually the only one in the East that has been confirmed. I think it's Tampa and Toronto are playing. It's a guarantee, and yes. most likely going to be Jersey Rangers because I think Carolina's almost ready to clinch that division. So uh, right, so I mean, right now if the season ended, the Islanders are playing Boston, yeah. uh, but but I do think that the, the Rangers, well, well, both of the 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 three five and the four six match, I think would be great. Devils and Rangers. Uh, in the in the Leafs and the Lightning, and uh, the Devils are young, energetic, hungry. Yeah. Do they have big. enough experience? Don't win. I, I think the Rangers have hurt themselves with the trades. I think they're worse. Uh, and if they don't get great mm-hmm. goaltending, I, I think Jersey will be a problem for them. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers are going to have a lot of pressure on them. And in a rivalry series like that, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't love New Jersey from a, from a standpoint of their experience. But they got Andre Pilat and a couple other dudes, but. If they can get goaltending. I like the I like the Devils in that, and I'll be betting them uh, at least plus a game probably uh, when when the series prices come out. They'll, they'll be a dog in that series most likely, and uh, I, I'll be I don't know though. Maybe they won't be because they're going to be the two seed versus the Rangers of three. But I still think the Rangers will probably be favored because of their goaltending. But uh, it's going to be that's going to be a great first round well, series, as you mentioned. Uh, who would you go can with? I tell you what on the Devils series, yeah, Devils uh, and Rangers. Well, I mean, my heart it would definitely root for New Jersey. I, I could never root for the for the Rangers, and and I think right. Jersey would be able to handle them. And uh, another team uh, in the East who's been playing very well are the Panthers. Yeah, they're they're playing hard. They've right won now. four I in a row. And if they match some up with goals, Carolina, they'll right. have they'll, that'll be a really good series. I think they could they could uh, make make a little bit of noise. I'm uh, still not sure about their goaltending, but I'm not really sure about Carolina's either. And Carolina's had some injuries and haven't played as well. Uh, down the stretch, I'm with you. Uh, well, I, I still would uh, put my money on, and not not to win at all, but I mean, out of the the projected teams are in right now, if the season ended, you'd probably still go with Tampa's goalie as a top guy, right? Uh, yeah, Sorokin is a little, uh, I don't, a little inexperienced, not quite to the Vasilevsky level yet. So uh, that's why I like the Lightning in that series. The goaltending breaks the tie there. The experience breaks the tie there. Toronto's just. Just used to losing, so I'll be I'll be betting the Lightning uh, if these matchups hold. Uh, I'd probably lean Panthers, Lightning, and Devils in those series. And then I'll tell you what: I if I'm the Bruins, I don't want to play the Islanders. I don't want to play them mm-hmm. because they have good enough goalie if he gets hot. And the Islanders are a team that can defend and, and make the game ugly. They have a great fourth line. There, that's the only team, mm-hmm. in the, and I don't think they'll beat the Bruins, but. They can be a pain in their ass and maybe take a couple games off them and stretch them a little bit more. And then if you get a hot goalie, as you know, Chris, that can change well, and, everything. Well, and, and they and uh, like as opposed to the Bruins playing the Penguins, they're <laughs> Pen- probably not. They probably won't push the Islanders around. Like they, they'll just treat. No, the, you're the not going to. You're like, not going to push around Matt Martin and, no, and Clutterbuck. Those no. guys will. Those guys will take out your best and, guy. And, they don't care. And, and, and Brock Nelson. He's yeah, a no, those score. are tough he's players. Anders Lee. These guys they got grit. Yeah, they I do. Forget. They don't have enough goal scoring pride. But if their goalie, if Sorokin mm. can play well. Uh, I I I think that's a better series than most of the one eight matchups, and and the Bruins are honestly the best team, but that's one team I think that could maybe be a little bit of a pain in their ass because I guarantee you the Bruins would rather play the Penguins or the Panthers in the first oh, round yes, than the yes. Islanders. And uh, you know, and, and for however you want to factor this in, it might not even, but you know, they they, they could have that uh, President's Cup curse. Yeah, yeah, you know, finishing number one overall in the uh, in the regular season. Yeah, they, they could, I mean, and, and their goalie is completely unproven in the playoffs. Right, he's not. This guy was a journeyman nobody, and then he's he's 
caught lightning literally in his hand, not even in a bottle. He's been amazing. He scored a goal this year. I mean, this guy's had everything go right for him. But we know the playoffs is a totally different brand of hockey. So uh, we'll I see what his mental either. makeup is like. And uh, you've seen it happen. Colorado's done it. Tampa's done it. Uh, Tampa crashed out the giant season they had. And they lost to Columbus in the first round a few years ago. A terrible well, they loss. Got swept, didn't yeah, they? they got swept 4-0. I mean, yeah. so there's a lot of bad, bad you know, losses. I don't think the Bruins, I think with their their chemistry and their, their veteran leadership, of, of their yeah. of their 18 skaters anyway, uh, I think is good. But their goaltending is unproven, so we'll you see. Know, and all it takes is one injury. And, you know, the, these NHL guys, they, you can go by and just accidentally, well, pretend to accidentally, you know, elbow a goalie in the head. Or you can subtly, because some teams will resort to that. I'm not saying they will, but, you know. Uh, Why not? You know, I mean, we've seen that over the years with the Penguins. Yeah. I mean, just well, we know we're not better, but if we knock out one of their guys or a goalie, I mean, but I, I couldn't even tell you who Boston's backup is. It's that Swayman guy. He was there. Oh he yeah, was he their played, number one prospect, right. and he, then he, he got played, passed up. He I mean, he's Saturday. got a, his record's incredible. He's yeah. he's got like three losses on the year. I mean, he's he's been great too. So but um, they're thirty one and I think <laughs> they're thirty one and four. Well, I guess thirty lost twelve at home times at home. Year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but That's, again, I, I don't think that they would want to have to play the Islanders if they had to choose their first round opponent. I'm not saying the Islanders will beat them, but I'm saying the Islanders will make it a little bit more difficult, and the mm-hmm. Penguins will just lay there uh, like a whore on her back uh, yes. and just take it because that's about all all the Penguins are going to do in that uh, in that series if they match up with them. They, um, they, all right, so let's jump into the West real quick before we go into XFL. Uh, these matchups right now in the West. You got uh, Colorado playing the Kraken as of now. Now, there's a lot to still be determined here in, the, in that uh, Pacific division. So, you still got things up in the air. And you actually have uh, issues, or not issues, but uh, you have some things that aren't locked up in the Central either. You got the well, Wild. Well, three teams with 98 points. Yeah. So, they're all in the, in Avalanche, the Stars, yeah, and Wild all yes. have 98 points. Yeah. So, uh, whoever gets the one seed there, it's hard to, hard to forecast. But uh, right now... Uh, that that's tough. That's really important because you, you don't have to play each other because whoever get, finishes 2-3, right now Dallas and Wild and Minnesota have to play each other. So Colorado's get the Kraken in, in the uh, first round, which would, still the Kraken are not, not to be messed with. They're, they're good no, enough, but no. uh, they'll, they'll probably uh, you know eventually wear down and lose to Colorado. And then uh, in the other division, you have uh, the Golden Knights, who I believe put a stranglehold on the division last night. They're up, I think, three, three points. One, yeah. They got 104. Uh, Oilers, 101. And Kings, 100. Yeah. I had the Kings in a bet I gave out on the show a while ago. I don't think we're going to quite get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the Oilers and Kings in the first round, I, I, I absolutely love the Kings in that series. Nope. I, nope. I, nope. I think that'll be – I really <laughs> think the Kings will beat them in five games. Uh, we'll I've, see. I, I'm, you're going the other I'm way. I'm just pro Edmonton. That's all. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just. Uh, I'm rooting for Edmonton. What makes you think Edmonton's transformed this year? I, I don't know. These Canadian teams, they just, they just don't. It's got to happen eventually. Oh, so they're someday. going on thirty years now. 1993. Who was it? Montreal last yeah. last Canadian team yeah, to beat win the it. Kings. Yes, yeah. in 1993 with Gretzky. I don't know. I just think they McDavid's. I I know it's a different, totally different style of hockey. Yeah, yeah. it's it's you know, and of course the uh, the refs tend to put away the whistles unless it's like a, a you know um, a murder. McDavid will get 
he'll get calls though. He would definitely get calls. Though there'll be a call about keeping the Oilers in the in the playoffs as long as possible, old David Stern style. Yes, uh, but yeah. I think it'll be a really yeah. good series. Uh, I I do think some of these first round series in hockey are really going to be good. Uh, far better than the, anything we'll see in the NBA probably. Well, this one might, might, now this is just tentative, but like the Wild playing the Stars. Now that's the only series like like looking at these other possible matchups because I think the the West is. Uh, Obviously, there's not a clear-cut favorite like there is in the East, but I mean, you you got probably what at least five teams could walk out of there. With, oh yeah, to, to, to I, I, get to the to win the West. Yeah, I'd easy say I, I don't like Vegas very much. I, no, I don't I think either. They're, I, I was on Winnipeg earlier in the year, but they've not been very good. Mm-hmm. Their coach has been getting pissed at them, so they worry me a little bit. But if they get get a decent seed and they have home ice. Um, there, that's a great building to play in. Uh, Stars, good defensively. Wild, good defensively. Can they both get enough uh, goal scoring to win? Colorado obviously has a, yes. a very good team, not as good as they were last year. I'm a Kings guy. I think they, mm-hmm. I think they upgraded their goaltending. I think their team's good. Uh, Kopitar still next to C- Crosby. He's the best two way center in, in the NHL, in my opinion. Uh, fuck Bergeron. He, he's he's always hurt. So those guys, uh, uh, Kopitar and Crosby. I mean, they they've. They're about the same age. I mean, yeah. they both been. have multiple cups. I yes. mean, it's uh, two great careers on two different sides of the globe. Yes. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we look forward to NHL. Yeah, we'll have a little bit fun. more of an idea next week when we uh, sit down here with you. But uh, now let's go over to the XFL, Chris. Oh, let's wow. talk a little bit of XFL football. Uh, wasn't a wasn't my best week in XFL. This was probably my worst week. I, I finally thought I figured it out and uh, didn't <laughs> – didn't, didn't end up uh, working out for me as uh, Seattle taking out Arlington uh, and covering the spread. That game went over. So you had two and two uh, overs and unders, and the favorites and dogs split two and two. Uh, both of the best teams in the league, the uh, D.C. and Houston, both lost last week. Chris, what do you, what well, do you make of I that? D- I, I thought – I said I had to go back and check my picks because I remember sending that to you. But I, I thought I had uh... – DC getting beat, maybe not. I, I don't remember, but yeah. So they, so they're not in the ranks of the undefeated anymore. No, they are not. They 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 were nine. No, no, I, I, I was wrong. And lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ve- Vegas two. I had Vegas minus three. Yeah, and uh, uh, they did win. So they did win in cover. Um, yeah, I I think um, if you're if you're looking at, I watched actually a decent amount of that Orlando and. Uh, uh, DC game, really good game. Neither team could get a stop it, in the second half. I, I had bet, uh, I had bet uh, DC in play a couple of times when they were behind, and uh, thought maybe they were gonna get the job done. But neither team could stop each other. So uh, really good. The offenses, I believe, now have caught up to the defenses, and you're starting to see more points. Obviously, these totals are going up. So be aware of that. You're getting totals Boy, in the, in the that, mid-40s now. I've noticed that now. This is what, uh, week week eight coming up. Yes. and Because yeah, I remember seeing that earlier. Like 30, some of the totals were like 36, 37. Right. Now you have a, yeah. a this one here uh, for Sunday, uh, 47 and a half for D.C. and Seattle. Yes. Yeah, you got every totals in the 40s this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first started out here, these things were in the 32s, 33s. Up to, Then they got up to 36s and 38s. Now they're into the 40s. And uh, I, I, there's some games that I think, you know, you, you can't not bet over right now. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, uh, let's just go through the card. Vegas at St. Louis. That is a Saturday 1 o'clock kick on ESPN. St. Louis minus 7, total 46.5. This game I actually like under. What do you, you have yeah. any thoughts on this one, Chris? I mean, 
Uh, Battle Hawks, St. Louis five and two versus uh, Vipers two and five. Uh, I think uh, I, I would go with the Battle Hawks okay. at home. Yeah, they're, they, I remember just seeing that big home they crowd. Got a good crowd. Yep, yep. I, I agree. Against Vegas, I won't want to lay the seven, but uh, I'd be close if it came down a little bit. I'd be. Well, that might be one that. of my picks. Could be. All right, so be sure and uh, check us out on our Twitter and our Instagram at the Pine Room Podcast. Uh, you can find our Better's Last Stand Twitter as well on there. You'll see it's merged with the. Uh, with the Pine Room Podcast Twitter page as well. So all of our picks will be put up there. I'll put up all of our golf stuff today. And then the picks throughout the weekend. When we talk to Sam in the next uh, hour, we'll uh, we'll get his racing picks uh, finalized for the weekend. I'll put them out early. And then I'll put some adjustments in after he sees qualifying. We'll talk about that a little bit. All right. So, Chris, considering St. Louis this week, uh, and I am on the under in that game as of now. So keep We'll uh, keep you posted on that. So follow us on social and get those picks. Uh, again, we were we were up. Uh, what were we up? Uh, Ten point three units last week as a group. Me, Chris, Coach, and Sam. So try to keep it rolling. Try to keep it in the positive. All right. Second game of the weekend in the XFL. Four o'clock kick on ESPN. Orlando minus one. Arlington. They host Arlington. Uh, the total forty two and a half. Uh, I like this game over. I like points in this game. Uh, what do you say, Chris? I was gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go opposite, Matt. I just okay. looking at the standings and uh, 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 let's see. Uh, Arlington in seven games have scored uh, 93 points, so they're not exactly lighting it up. Even though they're uh, Arlington's three and four, Orlando, right. Orlando's uh, one and six. So I'm gonna take that total, and I don't think there's gonna be many points. So I'm going under 42 and a half. All right. We're against each other. I thought Orlando's offense got clicking last week, so we'll see. They did it against a good team, but Arlington, as you said, not very good on offense. So we'll see there. All right. Sunday, Houston visiting San Antonio. Battle of Texas. Houston minus four and a half on the road. Uh, San Antonio uh, hosting Houston, as I said. Total 40 and a half. Uh, I think the Roughnecks get back on track here. I haven't been very impressed with San Antonio. I don't think they're very good. I'm leaning Houston and under in this game. What do you say? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take San Antonio. I'm gonna take getting the four and a half. I don't okay. get to win, but I, I'm just gonna the take, Brahma Bull. Yeah, led by Heinz Ward. Yeah, what a coach. He's the best. Yeah, awesome Heinz <laughs> Ward. Too bad he never got carted off on a stretcher right. when he played. Yeah. Well, you know what? He maybe get run over on the side. Joe Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and the nightcap. The 7 o'clock kick ESPN2 on Sunday. The D.C. defenders look to bounce back as they head to Seattle. Seattle minus 1.5. Total 47.5. I think D.C.'s back on track this week. I like D.C. and over in this game. How about you, Chris? Well, Matt, looking at it, uh, I'm going to go uh, and I concur with you on both of them. Okay. D.C. and over. That's my thoughts right now. Yes. But uh, as I said, we'll post the picks Probably tomorrow like and Friday, uh, whenever they come in, I'll get them up there. So check us out on that. All right. That uh, puts a cap on the XFL for the week because we're already through weeks. We're into week seven now. Or no, that, hey. we're through week seven. We're in week eight. What, yeah. what, how many weeks they play? I think they got to be getting like, like 12. I, I uh, honestly, I should know that, but I don't. Well, it doesn't matter. First year. I do like it, though. I was hey, real, real quick. At, 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 what uh, what are you hearing on the, on the reception or just how it's been uh, received this XFL. Good. good. I, mean, they, I mean, they TV got they and, got another they got another year contract. So okay, going, good. Going I, I, well. I I like it, and I like I we we talked about this on other shows, I think, but but I like the fact that it started right after the Super Bowl. I, it, for yeah. me, 
this is just me, Percy. What the hell do I know? But <laughs> if, if so, the Super Bowl ends first week in February, right? And without the XFL, then you just kind of ease into baseball. And then once you get wrapped up in baseball, yeah, that's then I'm not going to say, okay, well, here now, when does USFL start? That starts at the end of April. So okay, so we'll just say first of May, whatever. So then you have at what uh, two or three months later after the Super Bowl, I, I I just wouldn't pay attention to it compared to as if I like. Again, I'm not sitting down and making the XFL must-watch TV. But it's if it's on bad, and I'm though. not doing anything, yep. I'll, I'll gladly turn bad. it on. It's not bad. I usually have it on one of my TVs, at least following one of the games. It's really not that bad. Mm. I, I I got to give it credit uh, a lot of times. Uh, and I love that kickoff rule. Uh, yeah, their the rules are great. The rules are great. The coaching's good. The officials aren't getting in mm. the way. The reviews are quick. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. So, uh, speaking of another sport, I'm a fan of. We got golf this week. The Masters. Everybody loves the Masters. Uh, not my favorite major, but uh, I know I'm in the minority on that. Most people really, really love this. But playing the same course year after year gets boring to me when they, these guys hit the ball 400 yards yeah. now. So, anyway, uh, I think there'll be uh, pretty low scoring. I think the rains are going to be in the forecast. So, yeah, heard there's going to be some very some... soft greens. Uh, some of these players are going to be able to attack the pin. So. Be sure when you're finding uh, guys that you want to play, uh, look for those guys who uh, are great approach approach players. Uh, you know, strokes gain T to green, those kinds of things. Uh, par five scoring going to be gigantic here. Uh, if you don't birdie on these par fives, you're just not going to win. So keep that in mind. And then uh, you know, putting obviously it, it takes a lot to be able to handle the pressure in these situations, and not many guys can. But uh, there's a lot of guys that I think are in the mix to win this. Uh, you got the live golfers coming in. You got the weather being an issue. You got lots of storylines. Uh, I, I there's a guy, a couple guys that I really like. So I'll just go ahead and, and, and start us off. Uh, actually, let me give you coach's picks first. Coach gigantically high on Jordan Spieth. Uh, he he's picking Spieth to win it. Uh, Spieth around 16 to 20 to 1 range. You can get Jordan Spieth. Great course history. Plays really well at the Masters. Uh, always has. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's really got his game back a little bit. And, and he's playing pretty well. Uh, it's all down to mental game with Jordan Spieth, though. Uh, ever since he kind of got married and had a family and stuff, his mental games went downhill. So uh, if he can focus in, he's a great putter. If he gets hot, uh, he, he'll be in the mix. I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't be a top 10 guy uh but if he if he has a little trouble early and gets pissed off and he starts talking to himself out there which is so annoying to me uh he will be uh going home yeah. <laughs> shortly after his round on friday so uh, well you know it, it, it's it's interesting you brought that up about the mental part of that and i think we talked about watching that documentary full swing yeah. on netflix yeah. and uh some of those golfers and and you, you kind of get an inside look of just how uh, much of golf is a mental game because a lot, you know, obviously all those guys are talented. Absolutely, uh, you don't have a team. Th- you 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 have a caddy. That's it. Yeah, but but and, 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 and we'll probably talk about him later. Uh, that that Brooks Kepka, like for two or three years, whatever he was like, like the probably the number one golfer in the world. It was winning all kind yeah, of tournaments. And he, and but then, he did get hurt. So I, I, I but he's he's, he's but it, but it, but he's you a seat. Yeah, exactly. But he just won last week, so we were going to talk about him in a couple yeah. minutes, definitely. But you're right, mental in golf and tennis. I feel like mental game is more than oh, in pitching, maybe in baseball. Well, yeah, because you, 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 it's it. It's all you, it's you because you can't rely on anybody. No, you, you can no be one on else a, on a basketball court. You go for ten. Well, you're, yeah, you're, you your can, teammate and you can you do other things. You can play defense. You can yes. rebound. Yep. You, it doesn't always have to be 
uh, you making shots. But yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, coach is high on Jordan Spieth. Uh, Max Homa, his second choice, twenty five to one ish. Uh, Keith Mitchell, a little under the radar, around ninety to one. He likes Keith Mitchell. Uh, and then uh, Sung J M, another guy that coaches yes. high on. Um, I will see if he has any matchups or anything that he likes and post those on our social media. But uh, again, coach out today uh, on on business in Elkins. So those were his four guys that he mentioned uh, on the radio. And again, don't forget we're on the radio three days a week, seven hours a week on WKKX the Watchdog. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So check us out on there, and you can hear some of us uh, talk about these kinds of things and other fun stuff. So, all right. So, Chris, let's go to you now. Uh, tell me any and any of these guys that you're interested in. Well, who, who are you I, using I, in Neil's pool? Have you figured well, that out? Well, I haven't yet? figured that out yet, but just a couple guys that I was reading up on, and and. <clears throat> Obviously, you, you'll have the, the big names. I think you know Scheffler and Spieth well, yeah, and John Roms, all those guys. But some other guys, I think that could you know be a factor or be playing uh, you know on day four. Uh, Jason Day. Yeah, I like Jason. Day. Uh, you know, statistically, he's been one of the best players in twenty twenty three so far. And uh, you know, in in eleven career appearances at the Masters, he's he's had seven top twenty five. So I I wouldn't count him out. Uh, yeah, stroke average around seventy one point seven two, which is very good. And I also uh, and you alluded to him earlier about coach's guy's son J M. Yes, uh, you know he he he's been playing well, uh, and I think he's he's finished. Oh, he's got two top eight finishes in uh, in three appearances at the Masters. Yes. So, and he again, he has a really good stroke average as well, almost identical to Jason Day in ten rounds at the Masters. So, and one one of my sleepers, well, actually two two guys here that that you know, and hopefully will will do well is my my boy Minwoo Lee. <laughs> You're always on Min. Well, Woo. I know, I know, but uh, you know, he he can he has a propensity gets uh, he can get hot, but uh, also he, he's the cone over. Co-owner of the front nine record. Yeah. He shot a 30 with uh, – shares that with K.J. Choi and Chua, Greg man. Norman. And this the is only Minwoo's second time, too. So. Yes. And then the other guy, uh, I know he had been hurt, but uh, I, I think he's got a pretty good uh, – he's ranked pretty high for the, for this term as uh, Louis oh, – Oosthuizen? Yes. Oosthuizen? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he – he. Uh, yeah, he comes in from the uh, right, and he's live made eight, golf tour. Yeah, and he had been made uh, eight consecutive cuts at the Masters and um, only finished outside the top 30 uh, just one time. Yeah, so, Oosthuizen's been uh, around a 72 average in 45 rounds at Augusta. He's very strong. I uh, had a couple of chances to win it mm-hmm. uh, in, in past years. So uh, I like those picks, Chris. Yeah, so I – so are... I don't know. I, I I'm really looking forward to it, and, and and that you know, you're right. Some people don't like it as much as others, as far as this, yeah. the, down in Augusta. I love it just because just the beauty of it. I get it. Yeah. And again, it, and it doesn't. But it is obviously with the scores, it's, it's not the hardest course to sure to, to play. But I just you know with all those trees and it, it it's a beautiful and it it just and and, and again, but most every year that. Our family, we get to spend Easter together. Yeah, no, it's and nice we're watching it's on that, Easter, so. and, and it's very nice. So it, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, and I heard it on the radio, and you even just mentioned it about uh, weather could be an issue. Yes, uh, I hope, hope it is because uh, the guy that I'm picking to win, Colin Morikawa, mm-hmm. is my top choices. Mm-hmm. Barely, he and Xander Shoffley were my two my two top guys. Uh, I don't bet these guys that are favored with six to mm-hmm. one prices. Rory McIlroy, Scheffler, and Rom, they are just too low. Not enough value on them at all. Uh, too many good players to take a price like that. So I advise against that. Uh, I'll be going with Maury Colley. He's great, probably the best iron player in the world. So 
Hopefully, uh, with some soggy greens, he can stick them mm-hmm. tight and uh, he can uh, putt decently for him because that's all he really needs to do because he's not a very good putter. But when he gets it going, he's already won uh, two majors, so I mean, yeah. he's well, pretty good. And another guy uh, not to not to overlook would uh, Tony Finau. I mean, he 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 missed yeah. the cut his Finau's very first very good. Uh, in the first uh, uh, tournament of the season, but since then he's had ten consecutive top twenty fives. He's never missed a cut at, at the Masters. Yeah, he's, so, he's super. He's uh, through twenty rounds, uh, seventh best scoring average amongst active players. So uh, he tied for fifth in twenty nineteen. Yeah, Finau is a guy who uh, I have on my second tier. He's definitely a guy I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty to one's a touch low. I was hoping I can get around thirty. But uh, Xander Shoffley, uh, similar price to him. Uh, I, I love his game. He's played really well here in the past. Thirteenth uh, best scoring average through eighteen rounds. So. I'll, uh, I'll be taking a shot with Xander, taking a shot with Morikawa. As Chris mentioned, Finau, he'll be in my mix. Uh, and the guy that I like is a little bit under the radar, but not as much as he was a few months ago, is Justin Rose. I talk about him on the show almost every week. His game's back. Uh, been a fan of this guy for a while. His putting is just incredible. If he gets the putter going and he can hit greens, he is going to be in the mix for sure. He's had health problems. He's bounced back uh, incredibly well. Him and Jason Day, who Chris is on, another guy, really glad to see that. Jason Day was the number one player in the world uh, a few years ago, had terrible health problems, uh, vertigo. He had all kinds of issues, mm. neck, back problems. Thought his career was probably over, but now he's built it back up, and the guy has a number one type talent. So uh, yeah, well, I, man, I, I like him and, and Justin Rose. Great to see both those well, guys Well, I just back. wanted to read this real quick on Justin Rose. He finished second in 2017, but it said yeah, – To uh, Sergio. That is, whoever wrote this said it, they're surprised he's not getting more love as a sleeper. He won earlier this year. Great at the Masters and make it two roses in two weeks at Augusta National. So, you know, and I, I, I'd like to see a guy like that too. Good, well, good he, if you remember, he had that incredible duel in a back nine with yes. Sergio Garcia back mm-hmm. in 17, as you talk about. Played good enough to win. Sergio actually just mm-hmm. made some, just a couple of better shots. Uh, and, it, and it was a two-man race. I mean, they literally separated themselves from the field that day. Uh, so, Keep an eye on Rosie. He he can get it going. Uh, he'll have a shot. Uh, and and again, he's he's one of my top tier guys. So Morikawa, Rose, and Xander, and then my second tier guys, Day, Sung J M, and mm. Finau. Those were my next. Yep. Now I'm going to talk about the live guys. Um, it, I've heard a lot of mixed emotions on this through people that I've talked to at, at, at the sports book, people I've talked to just in my personal life, friends, family. Different people have different opinions on this. I expect the live golfers to play really well in this event. I mm. think they're going to really come out with a chip on their shoulder and play well. Uh, Kepka trending in the right direction. He's the healthiest he's been in a couple of years. He won last week on the live tour, second win on the live tour. Uh, Cameron Smith, who once he left the PGA Tour at the time, he was right there with Scheffler as the best player in the world in John Rahm. Like he was performing at an incredibly high rate. So when you're taking shots with these guys, Kepka, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, a past mm. Masters winner, I mean you're getting really good prices on these guys. Brooks Kepka, thirty-five to one or forty to one, you can get him at was unthinkable a few years ago. I mean this guy would have been about nine to one probably in this tournament. DJ wouldn't have been any higher than twelve to one. And then Cameron Smith, when he was having that run of success right before he went to the Live Tour, he he would have been probably sixteen to one at the very tops. He mm. could have been down in fourteen range. Uh, but you're going to get incredible value on these live guys, and I suggest that maybe you take a look at some of them. If there's a live guy you like, 
uh, and take a swing. You got Abraham Answer in there. You got Bubba Watson. You got Patrick Reed. You got Joaquin Neiman. I mean, these are really, really good mm-hmm. players that people forget about now that are on the live tour. And don't think they're game. It's not like they've just went and stopped playing golf. Like they, they're playing good right. courses. Yeah. They're playing in tough events. So uh, that's live. Live makes its name on. They built it for being more challenging. So we'll see. And all these guys have played this course. It's not Absolutely. like they just came from another country, never been no. here before, never played. So they're right. they're familiar with it with the course and everything. So yeah, they. I'd, I'd say that they're definitely going to um, be factors. Yeah. No. I, and, and it's great. It's uh, good for golf. Uh, you're going to see some rivalries start to develop uh, and, and and emerge even more than they already are. Patrick Green and Rory McIlroy and. So yeah. forth. Uh, you got guys trying to play their way onto Ryder Cup teams. You got lots in the mix here. A uh, couple of long shots that I want to give just uh, before we uh, take a break and uh, get ready to talk uh, racing and NBA with Sam. But uh, Danny Willett, I've given him out a few times this year. His game is back. He won the Masters a few years ago. Um, you know, he's he's not as talented as these guys today. So by no means am I recommending him mm-hmm. probably to win the tournament. But at you know, ninety, hundred to one. It's not a bad, bad price. And then if you're going to bet him, uh, you know, you can get around plus three fifty, plus four dollar range for a top twenty. Uh, I yep. think it's worth a shot. I mean, this guy, this guy's played well, and his game was gone, and he's brought it back to where he's on leaderboards now. Um, he he's a guy to keep an eye on. I'll be I'll be watching. And again, in play betting in golf is really really good opportunity. So uh, be aware of that. Bubba Watson always good at this course. If he stays interested, he's going to be dangerous. If he comes out and bog- double bogeys two holes in the front nine early on, he'll probably shut it down and just start jacking around. So yeah. keep an eye on him. Uh, I'd, I'd kind of just wait for him to get dialed in a little bit and uh, then maybe make a play on him in play. Mackenzie Hughes always plays well here. Always a gigantic price. So it's just a guy that you're not really going to see getting uh, picked to win this tournament. And I'm not saying he's going to, but at 300, 250 to one, he threw $5 on him. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Francesco Molinari would have won the Masters if he didn't hit it in the fucking creek and let Tiger win a few years ago. Yeah. And again, Tiger factor. Just that Tiger in the air, the buzz around there that he was charging, and Molinari couldn't handle it, and he fell apart. And his game has fell apart with him. He's changed clubs. He's changed uh, his home base. He moved. I mean, he's he's moved continents. Uh, he's had a lot going on. He's starting to try to get his game rounded back into form. So Molinari, a guy, he could rediscover it. He's played well in this course in the past. Uh, wouldn't discount him. Brian Harmon, good lefty. Doesn't hit it very long, but doesn't really matter. He can he can make shots, his second shots and approach shots. He can pot well. Uh, you're going to get him around 200, 150 to 1-ish. Something in a top 20, top 40, even top 10. Always Brian Harmon always knocking on the door. Maybe even top left-handed player if you think he can outduel Phil Mickelson. Or uh, Bubba Watson, uh, I think that's the only three that are in there. And then uh, Harris English, a guy, 200 to 1 on him is probably a little unfair. Uh, he should probably be a little lower than that. I don't love where his game is, but he's played decent enough here in the past that maybe he knocks on the door uh, of, a, of a top 10, uh, top 20. I probably wouldn't recommend him to win. I don't think he has the game to be able to outduel these super studs, but... Uh, those are some of the guys that I look at from from an under the radar standpoint. Jason Kokrak, another live guy, has played really well here in the past as well. So keeping on him, you can get him in like five hundred to one, uh, which is ridiculous. Should be more like a hundred to one. Chris, any long shots stand out to you? Any guys that you think could maybe rediscover uh, uh, their their game? I was I was looking, and this isn't a guy rediscovering his game, but uh, Gordon Sargent. 
<laughs> and I and, and not and I'm just reading on him, just yeah. what they were saying about him. That uh, you know he, he hits the ball real hard, but uh, he's only a sophomore at Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's an amateur. For those of right. you not aware, these are amateur players. They invite uh, the, some of the best ams in the world. Right. To this so event. that that probably makes him, he's a sophomore. It probably makes him 19. Yeah. And it said Data Golf has him ranked in its top 100 worldwide. Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah. He'll, that, he, that's impressive. He's got incredible I, talent. I've heard a lot about him. You, you may want to take a look. I've heard some people tipping him for top amateur, so you can bet I mean, that out so, there as well. I don't have a strong play on the no, amateurs. No, no, no. I just uh, but I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah. No question. All right. So a couple of guys about uh, you maybe want to fade here. Uh, Billy Horse was another guy too, dark horse. He could he, he has not played well here in the past though, so it worries me. But he has a capability of going low, so you never know. Uh, Harold Varner, he's always on the leaderboard early on. But guys that I'm fading, DeChambeau, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally I would be fading Tiger, but I think he plays his course so well. I think uh, take a shot against Ti- or t- take a shot with Tiger maybe to make the cut. I think that's a, not a terrible play by any means. Uh, Phil Mickelson, probably a fade. I'd love to see him contend uh, just to stick it to the PGA guys, uh, I, but I can't back him. His game's just not good enough right now. Matt Fitzpatrick's game's not been good enough for me. I'll be passing on him like his, like him overall. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood's played good here in the past, but don't love where his game mm. is. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, didn't mention him yet. He's a very stable guy. Uh, look for him on, on the weekend. He could shoot a very low score if he's – if he's out of contention, if he's in the 30s or 40s, uh, bet him to finish in the top 20 or top 10. This guy goes very low on the weekends, and he adjusts his game really well as the tournament goes on. So take a shot with him on there. Chris, anybody you'll be down on this week? Anybody? Shane Lowry. Okay, Shane Lowry. He, yep. Yeah, he's he's just been struggling. I mean, yeah. He he hasn't played well at all here in uh, in 2023. He just has one top Top 10, uh, that was at the Honda uh, Classic. But Yeah, uh, the yeah. Irish guys and the English guys, to me, none of them are playing super great right now. And I'll always fade Rory McIlroy. His price just doesn't – isn't conducive to me betting him. Uh, Victor Hovland, I'm a little against him too. I don't think his game is sharp. Zalator is still coming back from injury. Won't mm-hmm. be on him. Uh, but as I mentioned, the English guys, although the wind, if there's wind, which there's not really going to be a lot of wind, I think it's more going to be just rain. Uh, the wind could up those guys, uh, Lowry, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, all those guys play really well in the wind. Jason Day, outstanding in the wind. Uh, Adam Scott, guy gets forgotten about. You never know. He's very consistent. He's probably not going to win this because he doesn't putt well enough. But he could finish in the top 20 for sure. So you get a past champion who still has a really good tee to green game. Uh, so you could maybe capitalize on him there's plenty of guys to hunt down and prices to find uh you can find the old guys bernhard langer still gets it done he make the cut mm-hmm. him and freddie couples chris any matchups stand out to you any, did you have any? i didn't really i had any yet man. i had I two matchups or three matchups that i liked uh scotty scheffler these are tournament long matchups scotty scheffler over rory mcelroy uh was one that i really liked i like brooks kepka plus 165 over victor hovland and I like Mackenzie Hughes, minus 110 against Adam Svensson. Those are the three matchups that I'll be playing. I'll get what Coach likes as well tonight or tomorrow morning. Post those on social media. Uh, Chris, any any final thoughts on the Masters before we uh, get just, ready to talk racing ex- and NBA? Just excited for it, Matt. I think this is going to be a good tournament. Uh, Easter Sunday, we're going to have a celebration. Uh, hopefully, uh, the, the, the rain will not get in the way of stopping the tournament. And... Uh, I'm going to put some picks out there for what it's worth, but uh, I don't know. It, it, I never miss the Masters. No, it's I, uh, I just that's the one that I'll, I'll watch from. You just want to watch Jim Nance. So. Yeah, <laughs> is this going to be his last uh, no, no, Masters? No, he'll do this forever. But at least you got rid of him in basketball, Matt. 
Yeah, I know. That's very good. All right, a couple of things to wrap up here uh, before we get Sam on. Uh, bad Beats last week. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna save one of these because we want to talk about it with Sam. It's a racing one. But in baseball, you're already up to it. Baseball up to its old tricks. Nat- the Nationals, plus 165 or plus 1.5 on the run line. On Tuesday night, they lead 6-5 uh, in the ninth inning against the Rays. Surrendered back-to-back home <laughs> runs uh, in, in a five-run Rays ninth and lost 10-6. So you didn't cover the run line. You didn't cover the money line. Uh, and that was a game that actually the Rays, I think, or the Nationals were up, I think, 5-2 to two at one point. So tough one there, but you can find <laughs> baseball bad beats every single day. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to look very far. Uh, just recapping the NCAA tournament, 32-32-1 ATS were the favorites. That's almost dead even. Mm-hmm. couple of picks, couple of pushes. Uh, UConn 6-0 against the spread, covering by nearly 15 points. You can almost double what they were laying in those games, and they covered them all. So impressive job. We already talked about the baseball, the rule uh, changes. Uh, NFL owners vote to keep the sportsbooks open in their stadiums on game days. Really cool stuff. I think that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Uh, brings more uh, attractive things to fans and drunk people. It's going to be a moneymaker for sure. And it's not going to be able to influence a game in any capacity. So people don't have to worry about that. Uh, Nevada Sportsbooks, $41.3 million in February. 33% increase from February 2022 as these offerings continue to grow. The, the pots continue to grow. And uh, William Hill fined £19.2 million pounds for failing to maintain social responsibility and anti-money laundering failures. Uh, that's a long story. I don't want to talk much about it. But if you want to read the article, go ahead and check it out. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, and then social media, yeah. always a problem. That's terrible. We talk about it all the time. That's Abuse terrible. of athletes in the NCAA tournament was an all-time high. Uh, officials as well. Mm. Uh, well, can't say I blame you. No, no, you should never do that. It's ridiculous. But they, they uh, get a life. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right, we're going to talk uh, racing coming up. I uh, wanted to mention real quick before we take our, our break here, uh, AFL uh, if you're if you're not interested in it yet, if you're up in the morning or up late at night, give it a watch. See what you think. Contact at thepiratingpodcast.com. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Geelong, the defending champs, 0-3. They were terrible last week. Uh, they are dead last in the ladder right now. Very, very last place out of the 18 teams. St. Kilda starting out 3-0 and in first overall. And Geelong is now 9-1 to to win the grand final. It's a great price because they were about plus two dollars at the beginning of the year so uh don't count them out yet they got to get some things uh situated on defense their defense was terrible uh and a couple of games i want to just run through really fast before we get sam on here uh thursday night's game brisbane lions it it, this will be already aired or well the game already be played by the time this airs brisbane very good at home i'll be back on them they were terrible on the road last week collingwood is three and oh in that game but i think brisbane gets it done uh on friday the carlton blue baggers they will be taking on North Melbourne Kangaroos. I'll be going with Carlton here. Uh, they beat North Melbourne by 70 and 50 last year, laying 23 and a half on the road. I like that and under. And I'll be putting these all up on social media, so if you don't want to write them down, don't worry about it. Uh, Adelaide and Fremantle also on Friday night, total 160 and a half. like that game under. It's a rivalry game, close matches the last times those two teams play. They're both 1-2 and two on the season, so a pretty even battle there. Saturday, I like Western. I like the Doggies plus the 13 and a half against the Spiders. Uh, actually, not the Spiders. That's a typo on there. My girl who made this sheet. Not Richmond Spiders. Richmond Tigers. Uh, yeah, the Richmond Spiders are a college team. 1-1-1 one, one, and one for the Richmond Tigers. Uh, they had a draw in week one, but they host the Dogs, the Bulldogs, plus 13.5 on the road. I'll be leaning their way. Gold Coast Suns finally won last week. They're on the road at St. Kilda this week. St. Kilda top of the, the ladder. 
catching 15 and a half. I'll be going with the Suns. That was a team that I backed to get into the uh, finals in the top eight. So they did lose one of their better players though to a knee injury last week, which is a problem. But I think they got enough young depth they could probably still play with St. Kilda. St. Kilda's got to run out of momentum at some point. Port Adelaide, horrible last week uh, against an Adelaide Crows. A terrible performance. I had them. Uh, hopefully you didn't have them. They're at Sydney this week. Like this game under, Port Adelaide on the road struggles to score. Uh, and they won the last six against Sydney, so it's kind of tempting, but they are catching 19.5. Swans are the better team here, uh, but I like the under 171.5. And, and then Sunday, Essendon hosts uh, GWS. Essendon minus 11.5, total 172.5. I'll be going with the Bombers here. GWS, eh, not very good. Uh, Essendon's won the last four in this in this uh, rivalry, so we'll uh, be back in the Bombers. And then Melbourne, the Demons in the West Coast. West Coast, a 43.5-point home <laughs> dog. Uh, Demons' defense is stifling. Uh, I won't lay the 43, but I like the game under. Melbourne defense has been very good the last two years, so I'll be back in the Demons as an underplay there. Uh, West Coast is a little bit better this year. They're decent at home, but I, I don't think they have anything for Melbourne. And then Geelong, they've, if they don't win this week, mm-hmm. then they may fire the coach because Hawthorne is absolutely horrible. Geelong at home laying 31 and a half. Uh, I think they'll take the Hawks out easily. But uh, the way that the Geelong defense has been the last few weeks, you may want to look at the the over in that game. So anyway, that's the rundown of the AFL. We're going to take a break here on Better's Last Stand. All these picks will be on social media at the Pine Room Podcast and at Better's Last Stand on Twitter. We're going to be back with Sam after the break. We're going to talk racing, NBA, and whatever the hell else he wants to talk about. Sammy P coming up after this on Better's Last Stand. Reminder, Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in Better's Last Stand. This is segment three, and Sam Pavlik joins us, Skyping in. We're uh, we're a little off our audio sequence, so hopefully Jub could polish us up. But we can hear him, and he can hear us to some extent. And uh, we're going to try to talk about racing and uh, a little NBA. Sam, welcome to the program again. Thanks, and uh, how's everything going up north? Cool. It's a little toasty up here in Pennsylvania today, but it's good to join the fellas and ready to talk some sports. Hello, Sam. All right. Well, let's not waste any time then. Uh, so before we get into the racing and talk a little bit about last week, uh, tell us tell us your thoughts on uh, NBA, anything that sticks out to you as the season's in its last week. The Kings clinched the division last night at about 400 to 1. Uh, yeah, how about really that? Cool for them. And uh, Joel Embiid now he has a stranglehold on the MVP. What are your thoughts on on the playoff race and how things are shaping up in the final week? I, I don't know. I'm in so many places. It's like I loved the Kings, but it's like, is this a regular season thing? You know, I loved the Celtics early on. Like when I last saw you in person, I was all over the Celtics. And they're just, I don't know. I think they're going to let me down. There's so There's just so much up for grabs in the NBA. I I really am not sure if like my, something says the Memphis Grizzlies to me are going to be all right. 
I don't know what it is. I can't get the thought out of my head. I don't know where you guys are at in, in the NBA right now, but these other teams, I just don't. I'm not too confident. In yeah, I, I, or do you do you agree that Embiid's got the MVP locked up? I think, man. I mean, Jokic is good. The Nuggets are good, but there's something about Embiid when he gets rolling, man. It's like, especially at a home game, if you watch the games, it's like the crowd gets rolling, you know, and then they're on the refs, and then all he gets this momentum. So he does more than like just just score. Honestly, he just you know has that presence of like, oh shit, Embiid's rolling. Yeah. As soon as he gets rolling, dish it out. You know, I think he should be the MVP. Yes. Yeah. Well, after uh, 50 point games a uh, couple times in the last two weeks, I think. Uh, He's got a pretty good stranglehold on it, so that probably uh, is going to be his award. He's obviously lobbied for it for the last couple of years. So he'll hey, be pretty I'll happy. say this. I'll say this. A 50-point Embiid game is a lot different than a 50-point Lillard game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, much, a much lot different. different. His field goal percentage was tremendous in that game, so uh, hats off to yeah. him. You can't that. really go wrong with any of those guys, no. really. I mean, no. as MVP, they're... They're all worthy candidates. Yeah, it really right. is. Giannis and uh, Joker and Embiid. Uh, Embiid's a little bit soft for me, which concerns me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all it takes is that injury, and it's done. So, yeah. So we shall see. Uh, we'll talk plenty more about uh, about the NBA playoffs coming up uh, as the season ends on Easter Sunday. So it'll be uh, by the time we talk next week, we'll know who's playing who, and uh, probably can give some people some picks. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, Sam, I'm I'm going to get behind the Kings too in the Western Conference. Chris, I know, I know, I want to. They're they're 25 and 14 on the road. That's the best road record in in the West. So I mean, by a lot too. Isn't yes, it? yeah, yeah. The best, the other two best road records are 20 and 20. Clippers. They play who? What? They play Dallas tonight, which you know, I'd sit sit your starters there. Dallas stinks. Does Dallas? Dallas doesn't even want to win. I don't think. They're better off no, being Dallas, in the lottery. Yeah, they're they're in some a little tough situation because they could be losing two superstars here real quick. Yeah. Well, well, you know what's kind yeah. of scary too is, is the Lakers could possibly get up to the uh, fifth spot. Fifth spot. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris, I had that thought last night, and I was just shaking my head. They've yeah. won four in a row. I know. I know. LeBron. LeBron planned that injury. I know that for a fact. <laughs> and he's rested. I mean. He's like, got no excuse. No. Western no Conference excuse. playoffs. Actually, all these playoffs in the NBA should be decent. Uh, plans as well. So we will talk plenty more about those next week when we know who's playing who. And uh, that'll be exciting. Try to give you some winners in NBA and hockey as the playoffs are upon us. All right. Let's shift gears. Sam, uh, you got the job done last week in IndyCar with Joseph Newgarden coming through for you. Uh, salvaging the week. We both had some bad luck in uh, in the NASCAR circuit. Just Guys with better cars than their their results, uh, you know, showed at the end of the race. Uh, I had Martin Truex, and uh, I had circled on a bad beat that I wanted to talk to you about. How about that late pitch strategy by Martin Truex and his crew? They run out of tires. They put on scuff tires. He doesn't even know it. They don't tell him, and he's he has a dominating car in the race, and then ends up finishing like thirteenth or something because he was so bad he just dropped. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, very frustrating for him, I'm sure. Uh, what were your thoughts on that at Richmond last week? Two cars, both in the same camp, the JGR cars. Hamlin had a bad stop that could have won on the race, and like you just said, Truex. There were both those cars. They were two of the strongest cars in the, in the field all day, and it took a mistake by somebody that wasn't even driving the fucking car. Yeah, 
And normally those are your two two of your better pit crews. I mean, Denny Hamlin's crew for years, his and Kyle Bush were absolutely the best there is. And uh yeah, that was rare to they, see Hamlin have a problem. They just like that. put four bad tires on the car? Well, they, they they ran out of their good sets. Okay. But they so they put the set on, but they didn't tell Truex. So he's he's thinking he has stickers. And that's if you remember Sam on the green flag at the the last green green flag start of the of the race. He he dives into that corner like he has brand new fresh rubber, and after that yeah. he tore the bottoms off of those things because his old strategy. He would have then been just trying to hang on probably for a top five. Had to totally change his driving style. He's thinking he's driving on wow. fresh tires, right? And then he's not, and they didn't tell him. I, I to me that's the grounds for dismissal. Yeah, for I was going to say. Oh, it's unfathomable, unfathomable. Yeah, in a giant outfit, like you said, that's JGR. That's that's not some like just rinky dick startup team. Like, when were they gonna tell him? <laughs> like, hey, we put, you know, like yeah. after you lost the race, yeah. after you won. Like, I mean, he was probably like, what the hell is going on right now? How many laps were left when he got those tires? Uh, I, I I don't know, sixteen maybe something <laughs> like that. I, yeah, it wasn't that many, but uh, he dropped so quick, and of course, I had him. So that ruined my uh, NASCAR afternoon. Uh, <laughs> you you had some guys too that were good picks by you that just didn't materialize. What were your thoughts on Richmond overall? I liked it. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I just wish it was a better. Like there was just not a lot of passing, to be honest. Like I I was I was thinking about that IndyCar race that happened this weekend. Like that was an incredible. Yeah, it was. Last twenty laps, like yeah, that's the type of racing that I'm I'm looking for. And the Richmond that was just, yeah. Well, it was a great race. I love racing, but you know, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't live up to the IndyCar. You're right. The best uh, race of the weekend was the IndyCar race by far. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the race this week, by the way, won't be any yes, better. Yes, we got no uh, no Indy this week. Uh, Long Beach next on the 16th. Uh, so shout out to Sam and his pick of New Garden last week in the open wheel circuit. Uh, the we were right about the uh, Red Bull car winning. We we didn't really nail the uh, two on the podium though, as uh, Checo didn't have his best race. Uh, but Max dominates again. Uh, thoughts on uh, the Grand Prix from Melbourne? Uh, did you stay up and watch it? Did you DVR and watch the replay? I did not stay up to watch it, Matt. But but when I woke up, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. I just <laughs> yeah. saw DNF, 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 DNF. Like half the field. Alex didn't Albon. Yeah. I just yeah, Gasly and Albon. They're they're a shit show already. You know. It's just as these races go on, it's just getting more boring and more boring. And I hate to say that. I know. It is the only the only bright spot out of there. Uh, Mercedes finally gets a second place. The, as uh, as George had a had a rough uh, rough day, but uh, but Lewis was good, and uh, the Aston Martins continue to perform very well, finishing third and fourth. I actually have a this is a a drivers constructors double outright that I saw on Fanduel. Okay, okay. I was looking last. Tonight, there's the combination of Max and a Ferrari constructor is plus 3,200. There's a Max and a Mercedes that's plus 32, which I don't think is reasonable at all. But then there's also any other combo for plus oh. 1,800. Is, is Alonzo worth a look? 
that's the only other option right. is Alonzo. Because that's the only other way I can see anything money-wise being made with a driver and the constructors is having somebody else other than a Red Bull, you know, step up and... Hmm. I like it because uh, Fernando Alonso has been awesome this year. Right now, uh, he's been the most valuable driver on the circuit, in my opinion. He's been absolutely awesome. And uh, he'll continue to contend. I think he'll win one. I think it's bound to happen. Red Bull will have a, a time where they have a, a meltdown of some sort, which won't happen very often. And if he has a good car that day, I think uh, he gets the job done. Who wins a race first between Mercedes or Aston Martin? I think Aston Martin does. I really do. <laughs> That'll be cool. That'd because, be cool. like, Lance Stroll hasn't had those, like, bad drives that he's right. had last year. He's been steady. He's been steady, yeah. When he's got a when his car's been good, I think he had one failure that one time or whatever. But he's been very good uh, this year, showing uh, that he actually has some talent that he probably didn't even know he had a few. Years I ago. know, I know. How unbelievable is that? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, all right, so we are off again from F one, and uh, we're in Azerbaijan at the end of the month. <laughs> Australia to Azerbaijan. What a what a lot yeah. of uh, miles they log. Uh, so we'll talk plenty more about that as we come up. All right, so let's get into the Bristol Dirt Race. We'll be watching this together at Aunt Kim's on Easter, so looking forward to that. Uh, Chris was talking earlier about getting to watch the Masters, getting to watch baseball, getting to watch Bristol Dirt Race. It's going to be a fun Sunday at Aunt Kim's, uh, all the family in town uh, celebrating, having some drinks, and uh, hopefully enjoying a better Bristol Dirt Race than last year. What are your uh, observations so far, and what do you expect here this is what I can tell you about the, the race last year and what to look forward to this year. So last year's Bristol Dirt Race, 32% of that race was ran under caution. 32%. So if you're not, you know, a fucking mathematician, that's over a quarter of the race. That's not good. So that makes what I'm getting at is these predictions for this are almost impossible for this race in particular. But what I look at is. Reddick, Tyler Reddick last year, he led 99 laps, which was the most of the field. The second most was Daniel Suarez. Yeah. But Daniel Suarez finished out of the top 10. He finished 11th. So I give you those two names. And then I Bell, Bush, Logano, and Blaney were all top 10 in both stages. So I like Blaney that. Yeah. Take that for what it is. I just when I see those names, I see consistency and being able to get your car to the end of the race, which is probably the biggest task of them all. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope it doesn't rain and turn it into mud like it did a little bit last year. So, so who are some of your top guys? You, may, I, I have Suarez circled as a uh, you know underrated value at around twenty five to one. Uh, he he led some laps at this the first year too, if you remember uh, that they did it on the dirt. So. He's uh, I think his car will be good. Uh, Reddick always a contender, um, and and you, you talked last week and uh, kind of let our our listeners know how good the Hendrick cars were going to be at Richmond, and they were obviously with Josh Berry, uh, Larson winning, and Bowman and Byron. Bowman uh, Byron had a really good car till he had trouble. So all those guys sharp. I think all those guys will be good here again. Uh, Kyle Busch is going to be good. Joey Logano's run well here. You can get Joey Logano at ten to one, which is almost unheard of. Uh, Chris Bell, who stands out to you is a guy that maybe, and I love Ryan Blaney. He might be him and Chase Briscoe are my picks to win it. Uh, who who are you keeping an eye on? If you have to roll the dice with somebody, who are you going to go with? You mentioned the name; it's Logano. I talked about Logano. He's having a great year, great car. Last year in the race, he finished third. 
Bell finished seventh. Bell is my other one because he's a great dirt racer. In a, in a name, maybe. This is just, he finished in the top ten last year. I don't know if it was just by coincidence or, you know, happenstance. But Michael McDowell finished ninth last year. I got maybe him Maybe a name too. to take a look at before the race. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put my... I had, I had McDowell, McDowell circled as a possible top 10 at plus 290. I thought that was a decent look. I also had Chris Busher at uh, a T, T10 at plus 180. And uh, ironically, Todd Gilliland, who ran well in this in the truck series, uh, did okay. He was 17th last year in his first cup start. Uh, plus 325 for a top 10. I thought, you know, maybe he could sneak in there. And like you said, it could be chaotic. Could be a lot of guys getting spun out and wrecked. So uh, anything could happen. Yeah, it's going to be a, a disaster. I really think it will. <laughs> Chris, what are your I thoughts? Really you got any questions for Sam going into this race? Anything that he can shed some light I on? I don't know. Anybody just, you I, like? No, I, I just, real quick, what, what's your opinion on, do you think this is like gimmicky having his dirt? I mean, I, I didn't. I knew Bristol was this week, but I didn't know it was this dirt race until Matt gave me the handout. And I was like, damn it. Like, like you said, 32% on uh, under caution last year. That's too much. Yeah, it's that's way too much. And it I, I like think it's just a gimmick. Something that's not broke. I just think it's a gimmick. It's just like trying to get viewers. I don't know if they think that we or people that don't like regular racing think that dirt racing is cooler. I have no idea. Yeah, I yeah. think it's dumb. There, there hasn't been one year where it's been like this is a great finish, great race, this and that. It's. Yeah, it. I think it's ran its course. I think it's. This time. is the second year for it or third? Second. This yes. will be the third. This is the third. They've done two races. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we have two races in the books. Uh, who did? Who won the first one? Logano. Logano won the first one, and then last last year at least had some drama at the end. Hey, yeah, Kyle Busch spinning Reddick late. Sam, what uh, what what uh, what's your assessment of uh, of Bubba for this week? I see he's plus six thousand. You know, that's good value if he was driving well, but he's just doing that whiny, pissy shit again, you know. Victim. He's got yeah. great equipment. I mean. Yeah, he's got top-end stuff. I mean, now his, his teammates are showing him up again, winning races, and he can't. I mean, you got Todd Gibbs finishing ninth last week. Right. Oh yeah, Michael Jordan. Do you see him on the pit box? He he's not into losing. Like he's he doesn't care. Yes, Denny. Yeah, yeah yes. He was well, so mad. Yeah, he, he probably wanted to punch Steve Kerr again after that. And and you know, and and Sam when he made that comment a couple of weeks ago, it's almost like he, you know, it, just the way he is. It's like he he wants people to say, "Oh no no no, Bubba, you're doing okay. We we don't want to replace you, but." Be careful what you wish for. Yes. Yeah. Jordan's not to be trifled with. That's why that guy's the all-time best. Yes. Um, hey, so, Sam, have you looked? Uh, obviously, we'll put your picks uh, once you finalize and see uh, qualifying and put those up on social media at the Pioneer Podcast and on the Better's Last Day and Twitter. Uh, thoughts on the uh, truck race on Saturday? Have you looked at that at all? Uh, anybody stand out or is it too early to say? I've looked. It's tough, but also Logano, Byron, and Briscoe are both in the truck race. Yeah. So my 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 gut, and my brain goes immediately to the guys. Correct. You know, that are that are those three immediately because they have the experience. They're just better drivers. 
Right. Right. And they're going to have top-notch equipment. Briscoe eight to one right now. Logano five to one. Byron seven to one. Uh, so the, it, you're right. It's hard to get past those two. Uh, ben Rhodes, the guy who's on the regular circuit, five to one. He's had two top three finishes in the. Uh, actually, he was a he won and then he was second, I think. Uh, so a good good uh, start to the dirt racing for him. And then two other guys I want to get your opinion on: uh, Carson Hochever and Grant Enfinger, actually three, and then Parker Kligerman were three guys that I thought maybe could have decent runs as well. What do you think of those guys? Yeah, I think Hoskar can can run well because he just had his first win. Yes, yes. so I mean, he, that, was that was a good race. Yeah, I mean that's big. The other names, you know, maybe. But one thing that sticks out with this race in particular, there's a driver named Jonathan Davenport. He is racing in the truck and the Cup Series race, and he's a three-time Dirt Series champion outside of this. So I don't know if the familiarity and just being, you know, comfortable on the dirt will help this guy at all because, I mean, shit, these guys race with no respect. What's his equipment looking like? I think I think he's racing for Colleg. I think he's Colleg too, yeah. And he he's liable. They'll bring in a ringer, Colleg. They'll have good stuff ready for him. Right. So I think he's got you know maybe a chance for to maybe finish the race. You know yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't see why not. Why not. No. So take a look at John Davenport, Chris. Yeah, yes. yeah. We hey. went to a bar called John Davenport Room, New Haven, uh, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, it's got to be an omen. Chris and Dog yeah. got really drunk there. Oh, blast! <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> right. Neither right. did Ace. <laughs> right. Hey, and Sam, he's he might fly under the radar, but do not discount Ty Majeski. Oh yeah, he's good. I don't know how good he is on dirt, but he's no, a good drunk. You right. wait. Look out for Ty. Dave Majeski. <laughs> hey Matt, did you hear that all the uh, the owners boycotted that meeting today at NASCAR? Yeah, why? Because they don't think that NASCAR executives are doing business, you know, fairly for, for them. Really? I saw that pop up, but I didn't read the article yet. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go well. What, what started that? I mean, what? Uh, the, the TV negotiations and the charters and, like, just how whole, the whole economic system works of, you know, they say they say right now a charter costs about $30 million to get one, which is, they say it's an inflated number and not enough money from TV. Yeah, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed to start every Sunday, no matter what. If you have a charter, thirty yeah. million. And wow. Dale Junior is the one that probably needs to get one of those because he's got a good Xfinity team. Yeah, got to get that Earnhardt Ganassi team going. Yeah, why not? You figure they'd be dying for Earnhardt name to be in in the Cup Series more. Yeah. I mean, shit, look what happened when Ganassi just got rid of it. Look at Trackhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Trackhouse on the, on the up and up. The, the, them and Aston Martin, they're the teams that uh, are making the moves in this series. All right. So uh, before we let you run, uh, and we'll uh, obviously get your race picks uh, finalized and put them on social media, thoughts on opening weekend of baseball, the rule changes, your observations of the Pirates, uh, I know you're pumped up with the pirate hat on. You can join uh, Chris, Jarrett, Soup, all of our guys here in the Pine Room uh, as pretty excited pirate fans. Oh, Matt. I mean, I am like a fucking kid. I, I am. It's embarrassing. I feel like a crazy person saying that. Well, I'll read this text that I sent Jarrett today that should summarize. I sent Jarrett about 65 brooms since we swept the Red Sox. <laughs> and then Jarrett said, end quote, that this team is good. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Great quote. That yeah. sounds like Winston Churchill yeah. or something. That's what I thought. Very presidential. <laughs> and I just said they are. Because I really, I really think that they can maybe, maybe get 70 wins. I, yes, I do, too. I do too. I, I, what I've seen, if they're... If their bullpen holds up uh, like it has so far, uh, I yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, shit, Keller went seven and seven today. I mean, yeah, I, 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 they're a little better than I expected, but they got to continue it though. You know how they hit those bad lulls where they lo- lose like six of eight. Sam, you're not going to opening day, are you? That's a lot of a lot of time to fuck it up. Sam, are you going to opening day? I am very, very close. You're off. You might as well. The thing is, is I got to landscape in the morning, so I got to make sure that I do that in a good enough time to get down there. What time's first pitch? Four o'clock? Yeah, four ten, four twelve. All right. I thought Jarrett might come up because we we were going to try to get media passes. Oh, Uh, well, dude, I'll buy buy three tickets right now if you two want to go. Yeah, I probably won't be able to, but uh, my brother was considering going, too, because him and his girlfriend were going to go to the Penguin game. They're going to the Penguin game tomorrow night, and then they were going to stick around and go to the Pirate game. He's seen all the sports. Yeah. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on the Penguins? I I knew you mentioned a little bit earlier, but uh, no no good for them, right? They have no chance of winning a series. No, it's it's bad. And the funny thing is, is... The same guy they got rid of, Mark Andre Fleury, might be the guy that puts the, you know, the knife in the heart. I wonder if he'll start tomorrow because that Gustafson guy's been playing well for Minnesota and they've been rotating. Uh, but yeah, I because Minnesota that, could yeah, use that win too. Yeah, he's Gustafson. a Penguin. Yeah, he yeah. never played a game for the big club, but no. yeah, amazing. Two Penguin goalies would be their demise, and, and our goalies both suck. Hey Sam, yeah, yeah, the Sam, pens are you... the pens are bad, man, inside and out. Yeah. After the after they they waived Kapanen, right, and then Blues got him picked up. As, he had seven goals in his first fifteen games with them. Yeah, oh, you know, I, mean, of I think he, he had seven goals in like two what, years. sixty games with this year. <laughs> yeah. with a, I mean, I, like, is it him or is it the system? Or, I mean, I, I think it's us, man. I really yeah, think it's yeah. us. It's getting stagnant, no doubt. All right, well, uh, any closing thoughts? Anything you want to send the listeners off with uh, on this Easter weekend? Yeah, I would say if you're going to put a bet in for this dirt race, don't don't you know, don't know, hold it to your heart because there's a serious chance that... <laughs> I mean, like I said, 32% of the last year's race under caution. Yeah. You know, there's a 32% chance that your guy's getting paid. So don't bet your paycheck. Well, then, the then Sam, then, then they need to right. bet, res- bet responsibly. Bet responsibly, yes. Yeah, bet responsibly. Within your means. Yes, within your means, whatever they may be. That's right. And enjoy right. your Easter. Yeah, we'll be enjoying it with you, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to Sunday. Uh, thanks for uh, dedicating your time to Better's Last Stand as we do this every week. As a fun time of the year, we'll talk plenty of racing. we got NBA and NHL playoffs right around the corner and MLB just getting cranked up. So uh, thanks again, Sam, for joining Thank us. Thank you, Sam. We will see you on the show next week, but we will drink some Hennessy with you on Sunday. It <laughs> Adios, fellas. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Happy Easter, everybody. We'll talk right. to you soon. All right. Thank you, Bye, Sammy. Sam. All right. That was Sam Pavlik checking in uh, his weekly spot here on Better's Last Stand. Always great to be joined by him. Chris, your nephew does a good job analyzing all this stuff. He's very, very good. He's very good. He takes his Well, he, gets, he gets it from you, obviously. Oh, shit. No, he's good. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't get it from his dad. 
Did well, he? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Your brother would be pretty pumped about the Pirates start right now. For sure. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. He, he definitely would be. And, and uh, I think he'd like to just come on here, too, if he could. Ah, know, if he, ah, just boy. to come on here and ah, say well, dumb shit. You know what? And, Maybe we can get uh, some one of those people that can do interdimensional travel and we can uh, make that happen. So, uh, just, uh, uh, that would just Business would pick up. Yes, it listen would. To, so. Listen to him on here. But, no, I, it's great to see Sam and hear him and, and uh, looking forward to uh, – uh, Sunday and everybody, you know, enjoy your Easter and, and be nice to people. Yes. It's not hard to do. Love one another. Be kind, courteous, and uh, smiling's free. And uh, so, yeah. Thanks for having Good me. Good advice. Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, thanks for joining me. Enjoy. Uh, and everybody have a great, happy Easter. Yes. Uh, that'll do it for us here on BLS. We will be back next week, but you can also check us out on the radio uh, all week next week. Seven hours of radio with. Uh, Myself, mostly, most of the time me, uh, Job, Jarrett, and Coach. We got plenty of callers. Chris calls in. Uh, we got uh, lots of interesting characters. Roy C. Mercer. We got Dan from Slobovia. We have a growing uh, operation of callers, mm. uh, or a network of callers, so to speak. So anyway, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for watching Better's Last Stand, or thanks for listening to it while you're working out. Uh, shout out to BMAC, Brian McLaughlin. He's probably getting pretty pumped up for NBA playoffs. I know he's a yes. faithful listener. Uh, well, Bulls think, are going to be playing in a, in yeah, a play so Maybe game. a little excitement there. Bulls uh, probably outperformed what they were supposed to be this year. So hopefully good things to come there. And Brad's Mariners, uh, we'll see what they uh, have in store for him this year. It should be a good team. Anyway, that'll do it for us on Better's Last Stand. Happy Easter to everyone. Be safe. Drink a lot. Eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Chris said, love everybody. Well, at least most people. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Watch the games. Enjoy the Masters. Uh, enjoy the Bristol Dirt Race. And we will be back here, maybe with Coach, maybe with Chris, hopefully with me. Uh, hopefully we're all living after the weekend. Yes. That's number one. So thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week on Better's Last Stand.